and I was telling people, I'm, I'm going to start the yoga school. And they say, no, it's not going to work. It's too exotic. It was the only yoga uh, school in the whole uh, county at that time. And I said, you know what? All people, uh, they want to be healthy and they wish to be happy, no matter the country, no matter the language. I will start and we will we will see. So when I started the school in the first group, I had 70 people, seven zero. Uh, me speaking in English to them in a small town where they were not uh, accustomed to having classes in English. So uh, perseverance, tenacity. Heroes are an inspiring group of people. Every one of them from the larger than life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen, the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell. From the doctor saving lives at your local hospital, the war veteran down the street who risked his life for our freedom, to the police officers and the firefighters who risk their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling. But there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored. The entrepreneur, the creator, the producer, the ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves, you know what? I can fix that. I can help people. I can make a difference. Then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world. Others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks on the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence so you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to The Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews and I'm live on the line today with Georgiana Donnett. Georgiana, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi Richard, how are you today? I am doing wonderful. And Georgiana, you said before we got on the line, you're coming to us all the way from Sweden across the pond. Is that right? Yes, that is. <laughs> awesome. So I really look forward to visiting Sweden someday in my life. I have uh, It's on my my bucket list of places to go. But for our audience who is following along with our journey, we travel full time and we are currently still in uh, Kissimmee, Florida in our travels. That's where we've been sort of stuck for our whole coronavirus thing here in the States. Um, so we can't travel as much because of all the restrictions they have in place. Um, so anyways, that's where, uh, where we're coming in from. Um, so what I want to do real quick for you, Georgiana, is run through a quick introduction and then we'll get in and start talking about your story. Sound good? Wonderful. Awesome. So Georgiana um, is a spiritual teacher uh, outright optimist and lover of positivity, and she runs the Holistic Life Hub, which is an online hub with the mission of inspiring and offering practical tools in the form of online masterclasses and resources to anyone who wants to turn your life into a source of balance, health, and harmony. Um, so with that brief introduction, Georgiana, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about who you are and what you're known for? What are your actual products and services, and who do you help? So I, um, my story started a little bit when I was a teenager. I will make the long story short. Um, I was um, I was living, so I live in Sweden now, but I am Romanian. So I lived in Romania, which was a communist country with a dictator. And everything related to spirituality was forbidden. I think it's it was the only country in the world uh, do, doing that like that. And uh, when the dictator was killed, um, then everything that was related to spirituality really exploded because it was a big void of that. And uh, being a teenager, I was a little bit, uh, as probably most teenagers, 
could relate to that. I was, uh, I felt that nobody understands me and I want to change my destiny. So I went, I saw a poster yeah. with a lecture about yoga. I went to the lecture, I listened to the, it was like an introduction lecture to the yoga class starting soon. And then at the end of the lecture, the two teachers said, if you don't, if you have questions, please do ask. But if you don't want to ask the questions in front of the whole audience, just wait until the end, come up on the stage and you can ask us personally. I waited till the end. I went up on the stage and I asked, can I change my destiny with yoga? And they said, yes, then I will start. <laughs> so I started practicing yoga 31 years ago. And uh, the the main idea was this. I wanted to change my destiny, but starting to practice, I understood that uh, yoga, it's a very complex system, which does much more uh, than just that. So I wanted to, to pay it forward. And I started teaching it myself after um, approximately three years after I myself started. And then uh, I, I really was hooked into it. I'm still... I still am because uh, it transformed my life completely to the better. So I, I'm very passionate about um, helping others with um, any, almost any range of problems from physical problems, physical health to mental health and everything in between. Uh, right now, I am uh, focused mostly on helping people eliminate stress especially because nowadays I noticed uh, also because of the current situation with the so-called pandemic, uh, it's a stressful, it's really an unprecedented and very stressful situation. So now I focus on helping people understand what stress is, what it is the root cause of stress and eliminating stress, not only managing, because you manage stress, you just go in and circle. You get stressed, you manage it, you get stressed, you manage it, and so on. But if you understand what is the root cause of it and you eliminate it, then you will get stress-free and you will have to stay stress-free, so to say. Awesome. So in all of that, how did you sort of get into running your holistic life up? Was that, um, was, was that just sort of like natural outgrowth of practicing yoga? Um, you started helping other people do the same thing? Like how, how did that happen for you? I, I started teaching the, the holistic yoga system for 28 years ago, and I, I still do. I run a non-profit association, which is offline. But uh, then a couple of years ago, I, um, I came up with this idea. Uh, I can actually reach more people if I also do it online. So this is how I started with Holistic Life Hub with online courses, because uh, even if I travel quite a lot, I have been uh, invited to 15 countries uh, so far. Uh, still, I'm one person having 24 hours per day. So uh, I can help. I thought that I can help more by starting an, uh, an online hub that that was the idea awesome so so it was if just to to recap real quick you started in a communist country where any sort of religious study at all was completely banned is that right yes but i started right after the dictator was uh killed and uh the so-called democracy was installed was installed yeah yeah that's really interesting because like oh 
for a lot of our listeners who are mostly going to be um, American or British or Australian, they're not used to like not in our lifetimes, we haven't experienced anything like that. No. And I really wish that you will never experience because it was not the, it was not the, the life uh, anybody should have really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was, you know, after you sort of had some of the basic freedoms installed in your country, you're able to move into um, actually doing things that changed your life. That's where you found the uh, the yoga and sort of got direction for your life and moved that into. Now, you said 28 years later, you you teach people online, you have a nonprofit organization that you teach yoga, um, and you have uh, have classes and whatnot that you teach online for holistic health. Is that about right? Yes, exactly. So basically, I run two. <laughs> uh, I I don't. I will never call them businesses. So I run two uh, spiritual schools. The offline, which is a non-profit, so I don't take paid anything for it. And then the online, which is uh, I do my best to support myself with the help of it. Awesome. So so from communist dictatorship to running two successful organizations. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, it's a really cool origin story, right? We talk on the show all the time about it. You know, every good comic book um, hero has an origin story. And it's really cool to share yours and hear yours from that perspective, right? Because, you know, most of the people we have on this show are, like I said, they're, they're Americans who grew up with that freedom. So to, to sort of see that transition um, into having that freedom, be able to grow your business the way that you have, that's really cool. Um, so the next question I have for you is uh, your superpowers, right? We say on this show all the time, every iconic hero has a superpower, right? Whether that's a fancy flying suit made by a genius intellect or the ability to call down thunder from the sky. In the real world, heroes have what I call a zone of genius, right? It's a skill or it's a set of skills that you're either born with or you developed over your life that really energizes the rest of what you do. This superpower, so to speak, because what sets you apart and allows you to help people slay their villains, right? And come out on top in their own journeys. What is your superpower in terms of your business and what it is that you do? I would have to say that is uh, tenacity, perseverance, never give up. Uh, even when I moved to Sweden, I had uh, one suitcase with me with the yoga, uh, th- with the yoga papers and some clothes. And I started the yoga schools in a city where I just now knew one person. I didn't speak the language. I didn't have any connection. So uh, I, people were saying I was also, I am still living in an area in Sweden where they have as a kind of a motto that's not going to work. <laughs> and I was telling people, I, I'm going to start the yoga schools. And they'll say, no, it's not going to work. It's too exotic. It was the only yoga uh, school in the whole uh, county at that time. And I said, you know what? All people, uh, they want to be healthy and they wish to be happy, no matter the country, no matter the language. I will start and we will, we will see. So when I started the school in the first group, I had 70 people, seven zero. Uh, me speaking in English to them in a small town where they were not uh, accustomed to having classes in English. So uh, perseverance, tenacity. And I was uh, um, sending to one of my friends a caricature with um, a bird uh, trying to swallow a frog. So the frog was holding the bird by the neck. 
you know, the the frog almost in the mouth of the bird, but holding yeah. the neck of the the bird. And I was writing under the caricature, me, the frog is me, and the bird is Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So just just so I can get a clearer picture, when you say you didn't speak the language, what language did you speak and what language do they speak in Sweden? So in Sweden, I speak Swedish. And I, when I started the yoga classes, I was speaking in English. I was holding the classes in, in English. They speak English because it's the second language they learn in schools. So first language is Swedish and then English. But they are, they are not used to having classes uh, in another language than their own but still it worked so perseverance i have to say that uh, my superpower is tenacity perseverance yeah yeah i i love that i can't remember who it was exactly i think it might have been winston churchill who said never ever 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 give up right um, and i think a lot of uh, a lot of entrepreneurs who have get something started the reason that they don't succeed and will have their businesses last over the long term, right? Like you said, you've been doing this for over 20, 28 years. Um, it's because they don't have that perseverance. They don't have that tenacity to stick it out and keep going. Um, and that's a, it's definitely a superpower. And just as a, as a funny thing, um, we had a lot of difficult. I had a lot of difficulties with uh, non-profit organizations, uh, but still, I, I never, I never gave up, and uh, we almost had no locations, no venue any longer. But uh, it was like a last-minute miracle. We found a new place to move and to have the classes there. So I had a person who knew me since the beginning when I started with the nonprofit association and he was kind enough to come to the inauguration, to the grand opening of the new place. And uh, he compared me to Winston Churchill and he said, it's not about the looks, this woman never gives up. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome to be compared to someone like Winston Churchill. And it's true, right? Like it's that, that tenacity is really what sets it sets anything apart, right? Whether that's, you know, a, a long-term relationship for husband and wives, ones who last to 50 plus years, um, so that your businesses to any skills that you want to develop. It's, you know, I, I tell people all the time, it's, it's, you know, we vastly underestimate what we can accomplish in a year and vastly um, underestimate what we can accomplish in 10, right? If you have, if you have the tenacity to put in the work every single day over the long term, you can grow a successful organization in pretty much any space you want. And I, I strongly believe that, uh, if you find something which is really good, really beneficial, and you believe in it, then no matter the obstacles, you just go for it. You go for it until you make it work, until you succeed with it. So I usually I, I tell my students, if you succeeded, continue. If you didn't succeed, continue. So don't give up. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? I have done some of that extreme yoga stuff and it's the same kind of thing, right? Even when you start some of those moves that are really difficult, you have to have that tenacity to keep trying and keep going. And I remember um, there was a couple of the poses when I was first learning it that I can't remember what they're called, but they were really, really hard. And the first week that I did them, I couldn't, I couldn't even hold them for like a second or two before like falling over and like three or four or five months in, you could hold them for a long time, right? You have to have the tenacity to actually build up the skill set to actually do the yoga that you teach. Exactly. And I, I, uh, I have been practicing yoga daily for 31 years since the day one I started. So I had periods when I was practicing 16 hours per day. 
because it felt so good I couldn't stop. So I, I was practicing 16 hours per day, then I didn't have the time because you have a family and a job and other things to do, but still I practice at least four hours per day. It's my priority. That's awesome. And I would imagine that it makes you very fit and healthy as well. <laughs> I haven't been sick for the last 31 years. I just only had the uh, cold, uh, I, but I don't remember when. It was a long time ago, and it was my fault because I went out without uh, the necessary clothes. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, and the uh, it's interesting too, right? I, um, one of the things that I think entrepreneurs regularly forget is that you have to take care of yourself first before you can take care of your organization, right? Before you can take care of other people, you have to be healthy, you have to be... Um, in shape you have to take care of yourself because if you're sick or dead you can't you can't take care of your organization you can't grow you can't help other people no exactly so it's uh, it's like a duty towards the others to take care of yourself first so that you are fit and you are in good health and uh, your mind functions properly and you can you can serve them much better when you take first care of yourself because otherwise how can you take care of others it's ridiculous yeah, yeah, it's like the whole uh, the airplane thing, right? Put the mask on yourself first before you put the mask on the person next to you. It's just like a, a rule for life. Yes. So my my uh, my next question for you is about your fatal flaw, right? So every Superman has his kryptonite, and Wonder Woman can't remove her bracelets of victory without going mad. You probably have some <laughs> sort of flaw that has held you back in your business, something that you struggled with. For me, it was things like perfectionism that kept me from shipping, or lack of self care that my, allowed my clients to walk all over me. Maybe it's being something like a visionary and not being, um, you know, lacking the discipline to actually implement on all the things that you want to do, which are all things that I struggled with. Uh, but more important than the flaw is uh, its rectification, like how you solved it. So how have you worked to overcome that flaw so you can continue to grow in your grow your organizations? And hopefully sharing that will help some of our audience who might struggle with the same things that you struggled with. So uh, I will have to pick uh, one, which I'm still working on. Uh, patience. I am not, patience is not exactly my forte, it's not my strong point. And uh, um, I, I have a certain inner speed, so to say. So uh, not, I'm not always very patient when I, not, when I notice that um, not everybody has the same speed as I do. I want to learn in a, in a quick pace. Uh, so I, everything with me is a little bit uh, high speed. And it's not always good uh, because uh, I understood that quite early uh, that um, we all have our own speed of evolution. I call it a speed of evolution. And now I have to respect that. Everybody, we have our own tempo, our own speed of transforming and um, pushing. Pushing it, it will do uh, more damage than good. So now I'm uh, much better at having patience with everybody around me. Uh, for many years ago, 25, 28, 30 years ago, I was getting annoyed by people who are uh, slow. Now I don't have any problem with that uh, anymore. Uh, but uh, I, now I have to work having patience with myself because I'm pushing myself all the time. So this is my kryptonite. Unfortunately, I still unfortunately I still work on it. Yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a it's an interesting thing. I love the idea of having you call it the uh, the revolutions, 
the speed of revolution, which is a really interesting way to think about it, right? And I know we're, I'm dealing with that a lot right now in my family because we got kids who are going through school and realizing that like my kids don't learn at the same pace that I do, right? They have their own pace right? and they have their own things that they're going through and getting upset at them for not learning it the way that I, how as quickly as I would have learned it or in the same way that I would have learned it is not helpful. Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the same kind of thing I'm learning in, you know, I've got employees now in my organization, that same kind of thing with, uh, um, you know, the way that someone might do a task or the way that someone might, it's different than I would do it. And I'm having to learn that like the, the journey for them doesn't have to be the same as the journey that I would have gone through as long as we get to the destination that we're looking to get to. Um, yes. And that's an important skill to learn. And it's something that I'm working on learning as well. Um, but yeah, that's a it's an interesting point. <laughs> yeah, I, and and because my training does not consist only on practicing physical poses, it also consists of observing a lot my mind, uh, my attitudes, uh, my thoughts, uh, my reactions, uh, and paying attention a lot at what uh, goes on inside so to say. So when I notice that uh, I'm about to lose my patience, uh, I always ask why. Uh, what, what do you want to uh, achieve? And what is annoying you? or What is uh, irritating you right now? And why? And then uh, this is enough to understand that many times what makes me a little bit uh, irritated when things go slow is my ego. And when I understand that, I just relax. I put the ego aside and then I allow everything to happen in their own space. No matter if it's a situation, if it's other people. And I do this also with myself. Not as good as I would like to, but uh, I do my best. That's uh, that's really, really smart. I actually had uh, someone on my, my podcast a while back. His name is Dr. Nick Lucas. If anyone who's listening to this wants to go back and listen to that episode, he talked about that concept of questioning your instincts, right? So, you know, you're, when you have things like you're losing your patience, you have things that maybe you're angry or you're afraid, those are like their, their physical responses in your body. Um, and they happen for a reason, right? And like you mentioned, a lot of times yours is ego. And all it takes is just questioning those physical responses. You know, why am I afraid here? Or why am I upset here? Um, and sometimes you have to go a few layers deep to find out what it is. Um, but once you find out what it is, you can be like, oh, that's just my ego, right? My ego is not, you know, I don't, I don't, need, to, I don't need to stroke my ego. That's fine. You can set that aside, right? Or if it's a fear, you can be like, okay, so what's the worst thing that could happen here, right? And you can lay that out and play out, okay, that's actually not as bad as I imagined. And you can, it's that, that questioning of, those fundamental physical responses you have to situations, you know, those, those were built into us, right? They're not bad. They're just to manage. You have to learn how to manage them. And I think it's super smart that you're, you're learning to question those responses and, um, and learn how to move past them. Yes, because it, it helps a lot uh, uh, having a little bit of distance so that you can uh, be much more aware of what is going on. And instead of just reacting on autopilots because of your habits, because of your mental and uh, emotional patterns, uh, when you question, when you take a little bit of, it helps you take a little bit of distance, be aware. And then you choose consciously how you want to act instead of just reacting automatically. So I think it's a good practice. I find it a good practice. 
I completely agree. So my next question for you then has to do with your common enemy, right? So every superhero has their arch nemesis, a thing that they constantly have to fight against in their world. In the world of business, it takes many forms, but generally speaking, we put it in the context of your clients, right? The people that you actually work with. And it's generally, it's a mindset or it's a flaw that you're constantly sort of running into that you have to fight to overcome with them so they can get better results for whatever it is that you offer, right? Mm -hmm. So for you and your clients, what's that thing that you constantly sort of have to fight against with them so that they can get the results they come to you for? So uh, one thing, the, the number one thing that I notice is that people have uh, a misconception about what the yoga system is. Uh, they think that yoga is just uh, practicing some uh, funny-looking, uh, strange poses, uh, chanting mantras, and that's it. But uh, actually, the real yoga, the authentic yoga, it's a super complex system, which comprises physical training, mental training, psychology, medicine, um, philosophy, astrology, understanding the cycles of uh, life, understanding the cycles of nature, even uh, so it's amazing when you draw a parallel with science. In, uh, in yoga, many of the aspects in yoga, if you read the quantum physics book or you read the uh, authentic yoga book, they speak the same language. So it's absolutely amazing. So Yoga is not just some, some exotic, funny-looking uh, pose uh, practice. It's uh, a science of self-development. So this is the, the number one aspect. I need to clear it up with people so they understand that when we practice something together, it will not just be about some physical poses which are unusual. It's much more than that. My, my question then in, sort of in response to that is how does that how does understanding what they're doing change the outcome they get, right? So if, if you're looking at, um, we're doing these complex poses, um, whether or not you under, understand the system, you might still get the physical benefits, but does understanding everything that's going into it actually change the results that people get? Of course, because if you don't understand what you practice, it's only aerobics. So, of course, you'll get some muscles working better, but you'll not get the results you can get when you have, uh, when you are conscious about uh, what uh, physical, medical, psychic, mental, intellectual, and spiritual effects every single technique you practice has. So, uh, for example, um, there are some exercises which are similar in the gymnastics. And people practicing them in the gymnastics, they don't get the same results as yogis practicing exactly the same physical exercise with this awareness, with the mental concentration. So if you don't understand what you practice, you will get some results, maybe 10% of, of the results, but not 100%. So if you don't know what you do, if you, you don't have the awareness and the mental focus upon what you do, you will, not, you will not be able to get the results, no matter how tenacious you practice. You can practice them eight hours per day. Still, you'll get some muscles toned, and that's it. But uh, if you practice yoga as you should, and... Again, it's not only physical training, it's much more than that. Then you can get, um, you can improve your health to the point that you will never get sick. 
basically, you will enhance your emotional uh, abilities a lot. You will expel a lot of uh, unhealthy emotional patterns and instead build healthy ones. You will improve your mental abilities to the to the border of paranormal powers, so to say. People, Super if powers. you are speaking about yes, we, if you are speaking about superpowers, then uh, you you can even there are people, and I know there are people who increased their IQ. And if you speak to a scientist, they will say you are born with an IQ, you will die with the same. It's not true, and we can prove it. <laughs> there are people who enhance their IQ, and um, much more. You'll you will discover who you really are. We are a little bit more than just uh, bone, flesh, some thoughts and some feelings, much more than that. Yeah. yeah. So, so just a, a follow-on question to that, since I think it might apply more broadly, does the idea of learning and understanding what you're practicing, do you think that applies to things other than yoga? Right. So like in yes. your self-development, your business skills, how do, how do you think that sort of that, that, understanding what you're doing how do you think that applies in other areas um so i'm a very practical woman Uh, i can even say pragmatic so i noticed since i was quite young uh, that if you understand what you do you can obtain maximum results with minimum of effort so you can call me a practical woman or you can call me a lazy one (laughs) i I want to have i I do the same thing (laughs) I want to have the maximum results, if possible, with the minimum of effort. And when you understand the mechanisms, then you you can go directly to um, to the source of it instead of just going around and testing around until you find how it works best. So understanding from, from my personal experience is crucial in um, accelerating your transformations, no matter if it's self-development or it's the transformation of your business or whatever it is, relationships, uh, it applies to everything. Yeah, this yeah. And I, I, I like that idea too of, uh, of when you really understand something, it allows you to you know, maybe you're really practical or maybe you're just lazy. I tell people all the time, like we get, we get compliments all the time on how well behaved our kids are. We have four of them. Um, so our house is kind of crazy. Um, but we have a, a really detailed and strict like discipline mm-hmm. routine that we go through, which allows our kids to have a lot of freedom um, because they know all their boundaries really clearly. Um, and people are like, oh, that seems like it'd be really hard. And I'm like, it's actually, it makes our, mm-hmm. our life really, really easy. Um, and so like we do the hard work of understanding the system of discipline and setting it up in our house. Um, and we get the benefit of like a life of ease, so to speak, because our, our children are well-behaved and they're a pleasure to be around and other people like to be hang around with them, that kind of thing. And I see that, that happening in a lot of, a lot of areas, right. Where you like, you know, I've got my, my business systems. And like, when we really nail down your business systems, which can take months or years to really get them perfected then you can step away from them. They can run themselves, right? So it might be that you're practical, but it also might be that you're just, I'm so lazy. I want to put in all the effort up front and really understand it and really get it done so that it'll do itself. <laughs> well, we, I, I'm both, <laughs> I admit. <laughs> yeah, cool. So um, my my next question for you then is the flip side, right? So the flip side of your common enemy 
is your driving force, right? It's just like Spider-Man fights to save New York or Batman fights to save Gotham or Google fights to index and categorize all the world's information. What is it that you fight for, your mission, so to speak? I fight for uh, helping people understand they have capacities uh, beyond their imagination. They can do much more than, than they even can imagine they can do. So uh, I fight for um, really opening up the mind of people so they understand they have abilities and capacities much uh, wider and greater than uh, they even know about. So they can understand that they can, even science, so the holistic system, the holistic yoga system and the science, they uh, say the same thing. We use approximately 5% of our abilities. So imagine the most brilliant thought you ever had, the, the, the most happy state you ever felt, the most intense pleasure you ever felt. It's 5% of what you can. Can you imagine 100%? I cannot, but I'm working on it. I really want to have 100% of my abilities awakened. So so uh, I want to go for it, not only for myself, but also for the people uh, that I'm coming into contact with. So I say that everything is possible. Not everything is permitted. So we have to make use of our common sense and uh, uh, compassion so no matter what we do, we do it in a, in a such a way that we don't hurt others or ourselves, but everything is possible. I, I strongly believe that everything is possible. Yeah, I love that, right? One of the things that I've always really believed is that when you take people and you help raise them up to their greatest potential, that is what's going to solve all of our world's problems, right? Um, because, you know, everything from hunger to disease to energy crisis is all the things that we struggle with as a species can be solved as we start to lift people up and help them understand what they're actually capable of. So I'm, uh, I'm excited that you're uh, out doing that work. <laughs> yes, because if, if everybody will be uh, having a, a, a good state of health, and they will be happy and content and at peace and stress-free. Just imagine the whole population having that as a, a basic level. Uh, of course, the, the world in which we live will look totally different. Yeah, it would, everything would get better as a result, right? Because they would, have, they would be able to turn their attentions to solving the problems and improving the human condition. So... Definitely. And in time, there's, uh, I believe that in time, uh, there will be almost no problems left to solve when everybody will just just be, you know, you know, the holistic yoga system says that our natural state is perfect health and unconditional happiness. Anything else but that is not our natural state. So imagine everybody just enjoying their natural state, perfect health, unconditional happiness. Yeah, yeah. And my my only thought on that is because we are fallen, we will probably find ways to give ourselves struggles just so we can struggle. But who knows? We'll see what what happens <laughs> when we reach that place. <laughs> well, we can have one. We can have one struggle to make the ego smaller and smaller, and we can struggle with that for the rest of our life. 
I like that. I like that idea. So we have something to struggle with all the time because for some reason we like to have struggle. Um, and, you know, we can struggle to make the lives of those around us better um, and to struggle to yes. make the next generation have a better starting point than our generation did. Those are, those are good struggles to have. <laughs> Definitely. I will go for that. So, Put so my, my, next question. my Amazon armor on and I will go for that. Yeah, the Amazon, uh, what's her name? The uh, uh, Wonder Zina Woman. Right? Zina, what Zina, yeah, Zina's awesome. I love Zina. She was one of my favorite characters growing up. Uh, <laughs> so um, I want to talk a little bit about some practical things. I call this the hero's tool belt, right? So just like every superhero has a tool belt with awesome gadgets like batarangs and web slingers or laser eyes, um, I want to talk about top one or two tools that you couldn't live without in your business. Could be anything from the, your notepad, your calendar, your marketing tools, something you use for product delivery, anything that you think is essential to getting the job done that you do in your business. Top one or two tools that you use every day. So my top one tool that I use every day, even if it's uh, maybe a little bit unusual, is my uh, um, meditation practice. That's so my can you walk tool because for us, like I always use the meditation. Yes, so I always start and end my day with uh, with the meditation. So before I do anything, so as soon as I wake up, I still am in the bed uh, and I sit in a meditation pose. And for uh, 15 20 minutes, I do a meditation in which I connect to myself, so I am really grounded in myself and I think for a new day for the chance to develop even more for the chance to be uh, of help and then after that I start uh, whatever I have to do and I do my best to keep that state while I do other things so I don't lose this uh, awareness and this um, gratitude and then at the end of the day I do another meditation in which I simply I'm grateful and I thank for everything that I've experienced during the day, both the good aspects and the, the difficult aspects, because both of them are helping me to grow as a person. So this is my uh, number one tool, no matter what I do. And this, um, you can call it mindfulness if you want, but meditation practice. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot about uh, meditation and how potent it can be for um, for people to grow. It's not something I've ever done, but it's something that I think I want to at some point add to my my daily routine. Um, I've been doing a little bit of meditation with my uh, my health coach that I've been working with. Uh, and I just, um, it's been really interesting because it helps you sort of set your day up more. So it's something I would like to learn a little bit more about in my own life. So anyways, it's really interesting that that's your number one thing you think that is uh, helping push your business forward is meditation. Um, Yes, because it keeps my mind focused, clear. I can, uh, for example, I can focus on a task for 12, 14 hours with no interruption. And this is of great help because running two businesses in the same time, I don't have 48 hours per day. I still have 24 hours per yeah. day. So I have to be efficient. And uh, for me, uh, being efficient means having a very sharp mental focus. So I'm focused on it. I'm concentrated. I, I'm efficient at what I do. I don't, uh, my mind doesn't run uh, amok. <laughs> I have it there, focused. So without the meditation, I don't believe I would be having the same capacity, honestly speaking. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea that you can, 
expand your capacity by just uh, it's it's like you're you're tapping into those extra percentages right where you can instead of working at five percent you're working at ten you can get twice as much stuff done as someone who hasn't taken the effort to focus their mind and really open up the resources you have available to you yes and this uh, just as a, a small joke there is a zen uh, saying uh, everybody needs to meditate 20 minutes per day and if you feel you don't have the time then you need to meditate for one hour <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> you have to meditate for an hour. Speaking of heroic tools, I want to take a few minutes to tell you about a tool we built that powers the Hero Show and is now this show's primary sponsor. Hey there, fellow podcaster. Having a weekly audio and video show on all the major online networks that builds your brand, creates fame, and drives sales for your business doesn't have to be hard. I know it feels that way because you've tried managing your show internally and realize how resource intensive it can be. You felt the pain of pouring eight to 10 hours of work into just getting one hour of content published and promoted all over the place. You see the drain on your resources, but you do it anyways because you know how powerful it is. Heck, you've probably even tried some of those automated solutions and ended up with stuff that makes your brand look cheesy and cheap. That's not helping grow your business. Don't give up though. The struggle ends now. Introducing Push Button Podcasts, a done-for-you service that will help you get your show out every single week without you lifting a finger after you've pushed that stop record button. We handle everything else, uploading, editing, transcribing, writing, research, graphics, publication, and promotion, all done by real humans who know, understand, and care about your brand almost as much as you do. Empowered by our own proprietary technology, our team will let you get back to doing what you love while we handle the rest. Check us out at pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero for 10% off the lifetime of your service with us and see the power of having an audio and video podcast growing and driving micro-celebrity status and business in your niche without you having to lift more than a finger to push that stop record button. Again, that's pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero. See you there. And now we're back to the hero show. Uh, move on a little bit and talk about your own personal heroes. All right, so every hero has their mentors. Frodo had Gandalf, Luke had Obi-Wan Kenobi, Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad, and Spider-Man had his uncle Ben. Who were some of your heroes? Were they real-life mentors? Were they speakers or authors, peers who were maybe a couple years ahead of you? And how important were they to what you have accomplished over the years with your organizations? So my, my number one hero is my uh, yoga master. He's a very, very modest uh, person, but really an extraordinary person. And uh, he doesn't want to be called a spiritual master. He says he's a spiritual guide, but in my eyes, in my heart, he's a spiritual master. He's the one that I learned everything that I do from. And he, uh, he opens a wide horizon for me with, um, with this uh, genuine yoga system that uh, I've learned. And another uh, hero, um, I don't know, maybe you've heard, uh, Yogananda. He wrote also a book which is called The Autobiography of a Yogi. And in that book, Yogananda speaks about his uh, spiritual journey, so to say. And he was meeting some uh, yogis having paranormal powers. I, I've always been fascinated by superheroes and paranormal powers since I was a kid. So reading that book was uh, uh, motivated me a lot to... Practice until I will also achieve the same. So I believe that if somebody else could do it, then with the right uh, methods, I can also do that. So these were, these are two of my heroes. 
So just because I'm insanely curious, when you say like extraordinary powers, what kind of extraordinary powers are we talking? Uh, for example, uh, it was uh, telepathy, one of the powers, or uh, dematerialization and materialization, uh, reading the thoughts of others. Uh, for example, in one of the stories, so uh, if you like this with the superheroes, autobiography of a yogi is, uh, is a de delight to read. Uh, in one of the stories, he was speaking about uh, a yoga master who um, was eating very little every day. So he was skinny and uh, his disciples were very worried about, uh, about him because he was eating so, so little and he was so skinny. They really wished for him to put a little bit of weight on and uh, he could uh, read their thoughts and just as an act of divine compassion, he put on 25 kilos in one minute under their eyes, just like that. <laughs> this, this type of this type of stories and is uh, a thick book full of this it sounds like i uh, might have to pick that up and read it if only for the uh the entertainment value of seeing some you know real world uh superheroes so my uh my next question for you has to do with your guiding principles one of the things that makes heroes heroic is that they live by a code. For instance, Batman never kills his enemies. He always puts them in the Arkham Asylum. So as we wrap up this interview, I want to talk about top one or two principles that you put into practice every day in your life. Maybe something you wish you'd known when you first started out on your own hero's journey all those years ago. Um, right now in the place where I am, and I, I'm not speaking about the physical place, uh, I would say that the number one uh, value is compassion and this um, ability of self-sacrifice in the service of others and they, they go hand in hand if you don't have compassion you'll not be very good at sacrificing yourself for uh, the good of others so right right now this is what motivates me the most yeah i really like that right and one of the things that uh, i talk about all the time um, on this show and in, in, in my life with my kids and my family is the idea that that everything you do should be in service of others, right? Whether that's, you know, uh, running a podcast like this and taking the time to really listen to the other person and hear their stories, or it's your services that you offer in your business, um, or it's building a relationship with your kids, or your wife, right? It's all in service to the other person and realizing that like, hey, it's that full self-sacrifice that when you put the other person first, your needs get met on the backside. They get, it comes back to you, right? Because that's just sort of, it's the, it's the law of the universe, so to speak. That's how the world works. Um, and learning how to operate that way is, it's a difficult thing, but it's something I think um, is, uh, it's really worthwhile to think through everything you're doing and how, how are you doing this in service of other people? Yes, and for example, uh, the, the holistic system, the holistic yoga system uh, is having several uh, types of yoga. So if you say that you practice yoga, you say nothing. You need to put a prefix to it and say, I practice Hatha yoga or I practice uh, Hatha, um, Kundalini yoga, or you can say, I practice integral yoga or holistic yoga, which means the whole system. And in one of the forms, it says like this, uh, my greatest happiness is to make the other one happy. If we will be raised like this since we are kids, Instead of, uh, I need to find somebody to make me happy, 
many things will be quite different. I completely agree. I was just having that conversation with my son earlier today about mm-hmm. uh, about uh, living his life so you're making the other person happy instead of looking to make yourself happy and how much easier it is to achieve your own happiness when you uh, when you live that way. So hopefully that has an impact on his life as he grows up because I tell him it all the time. But I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will because it's it's such a shift of perspective. Um, I, I'm not uh, pointing fingers at anyone, but uh, at least in my family, that was the uh, na- narrative uh, that when I grow up, I will have to find a man that will make me happy. And then thankfully, I started with the yoga when I was a teenager and I learned that my greatest happiness will be to make somebody else happy, and it helped me a lot. So I'm sure that it will help also your son, your kids. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the I, I tell people all the time. It's the secret to my happy relationship with my wife, is that pretty much everything I do that I do for her, I try to figure out how I can make her happy today, how I can put a smile on her face, um, <laughs> if, whether that's you know buying her a Snickers bar when I come back from the grocery store or something like that. I'm always trying to figure out what's another way I can make my wife smile today, and you know. Um, it's one of those things that you you can't I can't control what she does for me, right? I can't control her. I can't control the people around me. The only thing I have control over is the things that I do. Um, so if I live that way in all of my relationships, um, it's amazing the kind of reciprocity you get back from people, right? Um, yes. Because yeah, it change it changes changes the game, and it's something that that you have control over, which I think is the coolest part, right? Because if you want to change the way that everyone interacts with you you can change yourself, right? You can be the one who's like, how can I make the other person happy? How can I serve them? Um, And when you have that attitude with everyone that you work with, um, whether it's your kids or your wife or your friends or the people in your business, your employees, you're like, how can I make them happy? It comes back, right? Because people just can't help it. They can't help but have that reciprocity. Definitely, definitely. Uh, And it's it's even a a well-known saying or proverb that if you want to, revolutionize the world or somebody else by starting by transforming by revolutionizing yourself first and then it will have it will be like ripples on water (laughs) i love it that's a i think that's a good place to sort of end our interview on that discussion and i want to uh um, with that wrap our interview and talk um one little thing i finish all of our interviews with something i call the hero challenge and it's pretty simple um, and basically, it's a selfish thing I do to get us access to stories we might not other find, otherwise find on our own. So the question is simple. Do you have someone in your life or in your network that you think has a cool entrepreneurial story? Who are they? First names are fine. And why do you think they should come share their story here with us on The Hero Show? Um, the spontaneous thought it appeared in my mind is my husband, who is a musician and also he's doing something which i enjoy very much uh sound healing with um singing calls sound healing yes that's a thing i've never heard of that's really interesting yes he he's he's uh, i say this not because he's my husband i can be objective and have the distance Uh, he's very good at this so he combines the musician experience with the yoga practice and experience so he's using uh, singing bowls that are made out of quartz crystal uh, in a certain sequence and they are tuned to 432 hertz which is also the frequency of the human body 
in such a way that uh, he uses it as uh, healing for the body and it's really it's a mighty uh, experience when the sound the sounds are like uh, from another planet it's really something extraordinary that would be really cool i would love to have him on the show i've been learning a lot recently about harmonic resonances and frequencies and stuff like that um, so I know there's something to it, but I don't know much about it. So I would, I'd be happy to have him on the show and uh, talk to a little bit about how he does that for other people. Um, so thank you for that. We'll reach out after the show and see about uh, how we can get him on. Um, but to wrap up, right, in comic books, there's always the crowd at the end who cheers on the hero for, you know, for saving today. So here on this show, the way that we sort of replicate that is I just want to find out from you, where can our audience find you? Right? So if they want to uh, find your programs or get involved in your yoga studios, if they happen to be local in Sweden, um, those kind of things. And then more importantly, who are the right types of people to reach out and say, hey, you know what, I would like to hear a little bit more from Georgiana or I'd like to go through your programs. The easiest is the web page, holisticlifehub.com, because there, there are also links to social medias and so on and all the programs. So the web page. And the right people are people who are open-minded, who want to get more from life than just going to job, earning money, eating, sleeping, going to job and so on, who, who want to discover who they really are. So open-minded people who want to discover who they really are are the right kind of people. So just because I'm curious, the online programs, do you actually teach yoga in a digital format or do you... Like what, what are the, uh, the things that you actually teach in the online programs that some of the international audience that would be listening to this would, would be able to benefit from? So there are two types. I have an online course which lasts for six weeks and it is uh, a, a combination of uh, neuroscience, psychology, uh, yoga, breathing, mental training and more. And then the second format, so to say, it's a membership site where you can uh, go and there are... Uh, training videos where you practice uh, yoga poses, but also meditation and other forms of yoga. So um, we don't have time to go through all types of yoga, but it's the integral yoga that I teach, which comprises much more than just physical poses, as I mentioned in the beginning. Awesome. Well, Georgiana, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and getting to learn a little bit more about the integral yoga and the the more deep aspects of it than those of us in America might always not always hear about, right? Because we hear a lot about the poses and things like P90X and the extreme yoga and that kind of stuff, which is all physical. So it's interesting to hear more about the, uh, the depth of the systems and that kind of stuff. So again, thank you for coming on and sharing. Before we end the interview, do you have any sort of final words of wisdom for our audience before I hit that uh, stop record button? Yes. Love yourself more because you are worth it. That is a perfect way to end the show, Georgiana. Again, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much, Richard, for having me.